Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Ramenda. From SAP Center at San Jose, it's the Sharks against the Carolina Hurricanes. And it opens things up for a brand new program on the Sharks Audio Network, the Sharks Morning Skate. I'm Dan Rusinowski, joined by Drew Ramenda. We're together all season long, and you can listen to us on the Sharks Audio Network, Drew. As we uh, take a look at the ice surface here, we see the guys starting to come out onto the ice, and uh, the goalies are out there with a new goalie coach. It's kind of interesting, all of the changes that have happened all year. Yeah, that's the biggest overall story of the San Jose Sharks is the changes. And there's been, I say needed isn't the word, but it was certainly um, when Doug Wilson's illness took over and Doug left, you knew changes were on the horizon. And this is the third general manager, fourth general manager in San Jose Sharks history. Not bad for a club for 32 years. But when you look at what has changed, everything has changed for the Sharks. Everything has changed as far as the general manager, as far as staff goes, as far as coaching goes, and the majority of players. Was it last year there was 11 rookies in the, in the lineup? Zero starting in, in Europe. So there's some good changes, but it's going to take some time for everything to get going in the right direction. I'm not excusing any losses or anything at a time. They got to get it, and they got to get it now because it is the National Hockey League, and the National Hockey League starts, season has started. But there's going to be a growing period, and I think by the end of the year or the middle of the year, we're going to see a very different team than we're seeing right now. Well, it's like a, a great. Uh a great dish of soup. Sometimes the second day it tastes better because it's had a chance to congeal and get it all together. I think that's the way it is. You have to get the recipe right. Yeah. And and this coaching staff looks like it's set up to get the recipe right. I've noticed in the games in Europe, Drew, that they're very communicative. They're very willing to talk to all of the players very, very frankly. And we just saw it in practice yesterday. David Quinn tells him something, then he shows him, then he tells him again told him what he just told them and yeah. so there's going to be no question as to what they want yeah feedback from coaching staffs are always important this to me looks like a quiet team quiet group you watch them and they're you know you don't have brent burns anymore mario ferraro wasn't out in the ice yesterday those two guys have a lot of energy and bring a lot of juice so they're a little bit of a quiet group what i like about the coaching staff and by the way there's a lot of cooks as far as you're talking about soup there's a lot of cooks and when you talk about the coaches six coaches out on the ice but there's a lot of feedback, and you need that. During the game, you bring up a good point watching from uh, in the Europe games that there's a lot of communication when the guys come back. And that's what you need if you start getting these guys all, excuse the cliche, all on the same page, playing the right way. 
One thing I noticed about David Quinn is that he's very good at delegating. He totally trusts his assistant coaches, and that's why he brought him here, to make sure that they're handling their individual areas. And it's going to be interesting to see how that develops during the year, too. Yeah, we've seen it in practice, right? But then yesterday, day before the game, who took over? David Quinn. David Quinn was in charge yesterday. We saw Scott Gordon run a lot of practice. We saw Ryan Worsofsky run a lot of practice the previous days. But day before the game, he you could tell that David David Quinn was in charge, and he did bring up Carolina several, several times to the guys. This is the way Carolina goes. This is what we want to do. And even when they were playing that little that little game three-on-three three that they were playing, he, he brought up pace a lot. So he was in charge yesterday, and it's, you do as a head coach in the National Hockey League, because you've got so much staff, you do delegate, and you do kind of manage the coaches, but you have to be dad. When, it, when it's time, when just wait till your dad gets home, you got to be dad. Well, you have to do that, but you also have to remember it's an 82-game season, yeah. and you don't want your message to wear out two games in. That's why, he, that's why he, he delegates, like you said. Let's talk about this game tonight. The San Jose Sharks are going to go with James Reimer in the nets, which makes total sense. He's the veteran goaltender, but he's also facing a team that he used to play for. And, of course, on the other side of the ice, the big story, Brent Burns comes back to SAP Center, for the very first home game of the season in North America, and it's Burnsy back in town, basically putting a spotlight on everything the Sharks did over the summer. Right. Brent Burns is one of the best, one of the greatest San Jose Sharks of all time. We can, we can have a debate of where he sits on the list, but he's on the list. Um, Brent Burns, one of the most unique characters we've ever encountered. By very, far. By far. Very, very different dude, but a great different. Um, Brent Burns was a star in San Jose, and Brent Burns was one of the guys when the summer kicked in and Mike Greer took the job, you knew that Brent was probably going to go somewhere else because, one, the Sharks needed the room on the cap. They needed to change the team. You couldn't go with Brent Burns' contract, Mark Eberglass's contract, Eric Carlson's contract, Logan Couture's contract, Tomas Hurdle's contract, and think you're gonna be able to move forward because that hasn't worked for the last three years, right? So you had to make some changes. And Brent was coveted throughout the National Hockey League because of the type of player he is. Um, and he got, they, they, got, they moved him to Carolina. Um, I, I, I communicated with Brent a couple times over texts and, and he was excited to go to Carolina, something new for him and his, friend, his family. He wasn't even looking at Carolina. No, he, well, they weren't on his list of teams he nope. could be traded to, exactly. and then he allowed it because he got excited about playing for Rod Brindamore, who, by the way, has a coach, even still as a coach, has the same conditioning habits that Brent Burns has as a player. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, they're, they're, they're super freak athletes. Um, and that team is 22 Rod Brindamores, 23 Rod Brindamores. Then Brent's gonna, Brent is going to thrive there. It's going to be really interesting, and we're looking forward to a chance to talk to him a little bit uh, later on in the day here how he's going to react coming back because coming back to a team we've seen a lot of guys do it but this is a this is a star coming back to where he became a star he, he went back to minnesota and he says every time i go back there where he first started his career it still feels a little weird even now after all these years in san jose but this is going to be a little bit different and of course the love and respect that the fans are going to show him uh, definitely will be will be in evidence in this game tonight I, I, and i think it's great he deserves every bit of it think about it Here's a guy that's 37 years old, going to be 38, and he's played all these games in a row. Like, he's right, getting right up there among the best in NHL history. 
Same thing with Patrick Marlowe. These two guys are freaks in nature, but Brent Burns is not only a physical specimen, he takes care of his body like I've never seen anybody do. And you know, that backpack he brings on, on the plane and everything, I know he loves the military and that's part of the act, <laughs> but there's all kinds of things in there related to his training that he need, feels he needs to have with him all the time. And so that's among the things in there. I don't know what else is in there, but, <laughs> but and everybody speculated about it, but here's a guy that is dedicated to wanting to be the best all the time. So that brings us to the next thing. We're gonna celebrate some of that today. But the Sharks are also going to try to beat Brent Burns and a very good Carolina Hurricanes team. What do the Sharks expect to get out of the trade? My mind, it's Stephen Lawrence is a really quality player that's part of the solution here. They got some cap space that you talked about. They got a goaltending prospect in Makaniemi, who I think is an underrated part of this deal. And obviously, uh, they were able to make all of these moves, adding 11 players, in part because of allowing Burns to go. Now, people say, why, why him? Well. Let's do the math. He's 37, going to be 38. Eric Carlson's six years younger. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Do, do the math. Yeah, that's part of it. But also, like I said earlier, he was coveted. Brent Burns, there was a demand for Brent Burns because Eric Carlson's contract, not as much as demand. And, and the way that Brent is and how he can still contribute is one of the reasons the teams wanted him. You bring up Stephen Lawrence. I think that's, Lawrence, that's, that's the the guy that we're going to notice and the fans are going to notice. Everybody you've ever talked to that had Steven on their team talks about what a great teammate he is, what a great person he is, what a, what a terrific young man he is. As he gets more ice time and as you see him grow this year, he's going to be part of that process where you're going to see, wow, you're really going to start to notice him a month into the season, two months into the season. As the season rolls on, we're going to see Steven Lawrence more and more and go, hey, that's a good move, getting that guy. No doubt about that. And it looks like he's going to play with Logan Couture and with Kevin LeBanc on a line today. Guys are coming out of the ice right now. We're going to get James Reimer in the nets, and it should be an outstanding game. We'll be on the air at 7 o'clock with our Sharks warm-up show. We thank you for joining us today for the first of many outstanding programs known as the Sharks Morning Skate. See you later, everybody. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.